Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Good morning and welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher (laughs) and my co-host is Kim Reynolds. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. And we cover in this show the social media news that broke in the last few days. On today's show, we're going to explore new LinkedIn posting tools and upgrades to LinkedIn Messenger. We're going to cover new Instagram features that are being tested and new creative tools that have been added to Facebook's Ad Manager app and more breaking social media marketing news of the week. If you are joining us live, feel free wherever you're watching this to one, hit the share button and two, ask questions as the show goes on. And we will try to answer those as we go through the news. So let's just start right off off the bat at the top of the show here with all of this LinkedIn news. There's like two different posts from LinkedIn this week within basically the same 24 hours. And in each of those two posts, there was about four to, I don't know, maybe six different little tiny updates to posting on LinkedIn as well as LinkedIn Messenger. So we got a bunch of tiny little LinkedIn things or LinkedIn, LinkedIn, let's, I don't know what you call it. Anyway, a lot of little LinkedIn's and a lot of this is very interesting. So let's just start going through it. I'm going to, I'm going to do a quick summary real quick. Essentially, uh, the LinkedIn publishing side of things, the not LinkedIn publishing, but LinkedIn publishing on LinkedIn post wise. There you go. Uh, includes being able to add closed captioning to your videos from the desktop and being able to highlight and share quotes from LinkedIn articles. Also, you're going to be able to save drafts of posts and then edit them and then complete them later on mobile if you'd like. Also, they've rolled out a new me tab, which makes it quick and easy to have a shortcut to where all the stuff that you've shared on LinkedIn can easily be found. This has been a headache of mine on LinkedIn for a long time now. So I'm that one may be my biggest one in, in all honesty. And then a reminder that about a month ago, and they included it in this update that they rolled out the C translation button. So. Let's take our time here, go through each of these and break it down and get excited about LinkedIn. (laughs) Yeah. So this first one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first one is you can um, add captions to LinkedIn video now on the desktop. And that's pretty exciting. There's just one, um, one little downside is that it has to be an SRT file. It's not like Facebook where you can, they automatically create the captions for you and you can go in and edit it and stuff, but you have to actually upload that SRT file and in case you're wondering what SRT stands for, and I was, stands for subrip subtitle. Subrip subtitle. Say that three times fast. Subrip so, subtitle. Um, oh, okay. You didn't want me to. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Okay. okay. Well, no, I mean, it would have been fine. <laughs> but um, so what, what you do is you, you upload your video. Once the preview shows up, you click on the edit icon at the top right to see the video settings. And then you click select file to attach the SRT file. So um, this is a big improvement from LinkedIn because now you can watch LinkedIn video while you're at work with a, with a sound off or any other place that you, you know, you, you just can't have the sound or um, sometimes it's just easier to read what people are saying than listen to them say it. So that's a, that's a pretty cool new little update. Yeah. Uh, for me personally, this comes into play where if you upload a video and it's got subtitles that makes it for easy, that makes it easier for me that if I'm on mobile and I'm out in public and I want to watch your video, I can watch it without having to turn the sound on or put it, make right. sure to put in headphones. I can sit there and watch your video and watch the text. So, yep. and there's a lot more people like that out there. So this enables yet another, not, not to mention hearing impaired. Sorry to, you know, forget about them for a second, but you know, there you go. Well, so yeah. it's, it's a huge Ooh. deal. Lots of people... Lots more people will consume and or there's the fact that even if people can, you know, can turn the sound on, they might not intentionally watch your video if they don't know what you're talking about. But if you give them a taste of what you're talking about in the video by them being able to read the text of what's happening, then they will click in and intentionally hit play and bring it up full screen or, you know, whatever device they're on. So that's another factor. That's a good point. We have a couple great comments here. Eileen said that you can create a text file and save it as an SRT, which is a fantastic little tip. Yes. And Amanda Robinson said that you can go to rev.com for a dollar a minute and they'll create the captions for you. So those are two really handy little tips if you want to start using LinkedIn video. Yeah, very, very cool. So, yeah, this is this, I think, is a great um addition to the LinkedIn video that has uh, been coming out for a while now. And uh, I'm really excited to see that they've added this this factor. So yeah. uh, next up, the next thing, what's the next thing they've got? Oh, the highlighting. So this is interesting. Yes. Yeah. So um, with the highlighting, one thing to keep in, in mind here is, is this is only for articles published on LinkedIn on mobile. So if you're on mobile and you're reading a LinkedIn article, you can now highlight a quote and share that article with the quote in the text portion of the of the um, the post. So this little GIF just shows it perfectly well here. You um, oh, or maybe this is the save draft one. No, I don't it's know. actually it's actually both of them. So that's a really good yeah. It's it's oh, for both. Well, well, okay, and so also <laughs> so so in other words, the GIF is show the GIF in the live show is showing us that someone's on their mobile device and they're scrolling down, and then they read a really cool sentence, and so they press and hold on whatever device that it is that they have, and they copy that, and then this little pop up happens because they're in LinkedIn and it says share on LinkedIn and they tap that and it creates a post with that quote and the link to the article pre-populated. So Mm -hmm. it's all right there. Right. But then the next feature is also highlighted in the gift gif, sorry, where it is after (laughs) it is a gift. Thank you, LinkedIn, uh, where (laughs) they hit X and then the pop up says save this post for later. And then they hit save draft. So then they've done the work of creating the post. They've just got it handy and in their, you know, uh, device or their account to be able to then tap post 
later on. I think this is great. Right. That is great. That's a that's a nice feature. So we uh, two for one that one. Yes. So another update from LinkedIn. And this is one that Eric said he's most excited about. Yes. And this is LinkedIn about me. So essentially, let me find our graphic here. That's not it. And here we go. So if you're on LinkedIn on desktop, there's there's a little section that has your profile thumbnail and it says me underneath it. And if you click on it, it brings up everything that you want to find, like all of your posts and activity. Um, if you manage a bunch of pages or, um, Eric, what were those things called? They weren't pages, but they were like oh, topic sh- or like showcase, um, something showcase, or other showcase yes. pages, showcase pages. I forgot about if that. You they kind and- of died off a long they time did ago, die off, but they haven't gotten rid of them. So, right. exactly. um, so if you, If you manage any pages or showcase pages, they'll show up here below posts and activity. So everything that you've done on LinkedIn that you want, you could never find before, especially posts, you can now find easily. And if you've written, if you've written um, different articles, that'll show up. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very, very simplified way of finding your junk on LinkedIn. Yeah, it's not junk. Oh, your quality content. Your quality content. Yes. Let's right. let's make sure we we paint this in the right light. So so that is the uh the update. That's the first update that encompasses all update. those mini updates all in one. And that is all essentially geared towards the posting of LinkedIn content for the most part. Uh, on mobile, not mobile, on desktop, but then incorporated also in mobile as well, uh, specifically with the highlighting of the text and everything. I hope that they bring that to the desktop because it seemed yeah. to say it's only in uh, mobile. So again, I hope right. looking at LinkedIn articles on desktop, we'll be able to select text. Although again, it's actually easier to do there. You just select it and then anyway, we won't go there. Copy paste. Exactly. Yeah. But There's a whole other LinkedIn announcement with a number of other updates. So let me do the quick summary again, and then we can break them all down individually like the other one we just did. So the second update rolls out several new updates to LinkedIn messaging on both mobile and desktop. So LinkedIn has added an expandable message compose box, which means this is which which gives you the ability to to type better basically. It also has added the ability to send attachments inside of messages and start a group chat on LinkedIn messaging on mobile. They're also adding the ability to add emojis to messages sent from the desktop, at mention people in messages and seamlessly copy and paste images from screenshots or the web into your LinkedIn messages. So these all fall under messages, whether it's on mobile or desktop. So let's dive deep a little bit deeper into uh, each of these individually. Okay. Well, the LinkedIn Compose box, um, you see they, the person starts out just in a regular message box, but you can now click an up arrow and it gives you an entire blank canvas to write, you know, I guess, an unlimited length message. And it's just a cleaner interface. It's you can, I think it's, it's trying to show people that yes, you can add more than just a couple of lines for your messaging. 
Mm-hmm. And this is, uh, it says that it expands a message compose box across platforms. So I'm assuming they mean desktop and mobile platforms. Yeah, I think, I think that's what they say. The, the gift that they gave us, it looks like it's mobile only, but right. I believe their wording is indicating that this is both. And I think this is great because especially on mobile, when you're trying to type in a line, you know, a message that's in just one line and then try to say, wait, right. did, I, did I already say that or what did I need to add in? Like being able to hit this up arrow and have the entire messaging canvas take up the entire top of the screen that isn't your mobile keyboard and be able to see the majority of your message there. This is a great improvement for messaging on LinkedIn for sure. It is. They're making they're making a lot of nice little improvements. And I, some of these some of these things they've improved, I was actually shocked that they didn't have from the beginning because I don't use LinkedIn messaging a whole mm-hmm. lot. So I probably will use it more now. Um, especially since this new this new um, feature that they just added for adding attachments. So LinkedIn has now added the ability to um here we go. So is added the ability to send attachments from your phone in the LinkedIn app. So you tap the attachment icon and select from one of the approved file types. And you can do PDFs, docs, spreadsheets, PowerPoints. I think that's it as far as what you can attach. But now you can attach them from your phone and send them. I honestly didn't know that feature wasn't available. I mean, I didn't, I didn't can either. You, can you do that on Messenger? Yeah, Facebook that, Messenger, you can. Uh, yeah, you've always be- been able to. Yeah, do I that. believe. Yeah, I believe you can add images and documents inside of Facebook Messenger. I, I was yeah. surprised to find out that uh, I guess we've never had that on LinkedIn messaging, which is funny because now this makes it much more professional. Irony there. It is. Right? So. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and I like in their example that they showed sending a resume because that is a great yes. use for this, is especially with all of those recruiters that are, do you get a ton of recruiting messages in LinkedIn? I get a lot of spam messages for sure. I get, I get people yeah. recruiting to either be involved with social media marketing world or social media examiner or my own personal podcast. They're asking to mm. be involved with me, not the other way around. They're not saying, Hey, come apply for this job. But yeah. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. I, I get a lot of people that are trying to recruit me for things. And I think because I have Facebook ads so prominently in my profile, I'm mm. like, Come work for they're they're recruiters and they get yeah. paid for it. So oh true. Not that exciting. True. Um, so our next little bit of news here is that is with LinkedIn group chats. So now when you tap on the plus button, which where did this is another gift. So it just okay, this plus button right down here to compose a group message. Um you can it auto suggests people to be in your group, which is awesome. So you can do the plus thing and it'll say, oh, you know, make this a group message for everybody in your company or for everyone in your friends list that you went to school with, which would be kind of scary. <laughs> um, but, or people you recently messaged with. I, I I don't see that I would use this a whole lot other than maybe if I wanted to send a broadcast to everybody at Social Media Examiner, <laughs> which I would never do. Which, of course, so, we've got um, other methods of doing that. So, you know, depending upon right. context here, like if LinkedIn is the thing you're using a lot and you need to talk to, you know, two or more people, this is a great add-on feature. Again, a lot of the messages I get, they're one-to-one. So, right. 
Yeah. In any group message I've ever been a part of on LinkedIn, I have quickly removed myself from. And I believe that you can do that now here. Oh, sorry. That's Instagram. So um, <laughs> anyway, so. <laughs> well, you so can last, still remove yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you can. That already but existed. the last, all of these networks and all of this news, it gets confusing. Sure. So um LinkedIn app mentions. So with app mentions and messaging, you can now more easily direct a comment at someone within the group. And if you say like Eric and I are having a conversation just between the two of us, we can app mention someone else in that conversation also. And I'm assuming that they're going to get a notification that they've been mentioned. Uh, it doesn't say what happens if they can then join the conversation or if it's just an easy way to go look at their profile, you know, share their profile or recommend the person. But you can now at mention people in groups and in one-to-one conversations. Actually, that's pretty cool to be able to. So from what I'm have read about this a couple of times now is that essentially the app mentioning in a one-on-one conversation really just shares their profile there so that Either one of you can easily click over to take a better look at the person. So this is, you know, when it comes to, say, hiring or HR or something like that, it's like, hey, this person's a candidate. They haven't applied yet, but I think they might be good. Oh, okay. At mention them and then being able to click over and whoever it is that is being you know, submitted can be easily checked out on LinkedIn uh, that much quicker. So that's yet another uh, cool use, I think, maybe. Yeah. And this this last screen share is I I don't see it in our notes and so maybe I'm just missing it but this is saying that you can now add pictures to messages so you oh, yeah, can yeah. copy the pictures from the web or you can pull them off your own computer and add actual images to messages and it shows up in line yeah it's so, showing somebody on desktop they open a message then they select an image and then it adds it to their message there uh, so this is similar to what we just talked about on the mobile side of things with the adding of images or documents. So, yeah, so, cool. but it's just, you know, copy and paste images and yeah. it shows up in line in the message. So very cool. That's our last little bit of LinkedIn update news. Yeah. So LinkedIn, lots of little LinkedIn things uh, or linklets. I don't know if I want to call them. I'm, I'm like calling that. them that. These little LinkedIn updates are called linklets. <laughs> Trademark. Perfect. Anyway. Lots of great stuff. Like, I mean, to me, honestly, even though one of the things one of the things that was in there uh, was about adding emoji again, adding emoji in emails or messages, even on a, quote, professional network like LinkedIn makes it more human. But the remainder or all of these other messaging uh, or publishing things that we just rounded up here are pretty much making LinkedIn appear more professional to me. That's that's what I'm mm-hmm. walking away with from these. These all smooth over the user experience and make me want to use LinkedIn a bit more. And that's if that's their goal, then they won me over. And I hope that I agree. That worked for everybody else, too. I don't know. There's still, you know, a couple of places where I'd love to see some changes. We'll see what happens. LinkedIn hasn't rolled out a lot of stuff lately, but they just rolled out a whole bunch all at once in this swath of linklets. I'll say it again. And uh, there you go. So. Uh, moving on. It's a we've letter got, of linklets. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hey, uh, you heard it here first, linklets. So, <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, that's not to say that the, I will debatably uh, say the the most innovative and most 
addition, you know, adding of new experimental features, uh, social network that's out there, Instagram is stopping. In fact, we've got a bunch of new things that they're testing now. So let's go on through these. Uh, number one, first up. So The Verge was reporting that Instagram is testing the ability to manually remove followers from public profiles. And that seems somewhat like, well, wait, why would I ever want to remove followers? Don't we all want to have more followers? Like, isn't that the name of the game? Well, no, but the the, the idea here is sometimes somebody's following you and you want to remove them from seeing your stuff. And what it comes down to is this is a way to limit them from seeing your content without flat out banning them and ticking them off, right? Like they're not being abusive. They're not, you know, bullying or any of the other kinds of things or or spamming that would cause you to ban them. But you also just don't want them to see you. So you can then remove them. Now, again, they're testing this. And this is something that uh, also, by the way, Instagram notes that users that you choose to remove aren't notified that they've been removed. Another great addition to that testing feature. Mm -hmm. So I I actually really kind of like this. I think there's, you know, maybe potentially sometimes people who, uh, you know, you want to remove and you want. And actually, one of the things that this is cool about is, again, I've said this a number of times um, when we're dealing with algorithms and you have lots of followers and these algorithms are trying to serve up your content to the people who are going to uh most want to see it removing the spammy followers is one way for them to be able to cut through and deliver your quality content to the higher quality uh consumers or followers or community members that you have and so i think this is in in one way a really cool way to do that if you're not afraid to lose some of the follower count numbers on your accounts so yeah of course this is well, just you know testing. i was thinking i was thinking about use cases with this and i and i thought well you know maybe maybe you're a parent and you don't necessarily want your kids seeing every single thing you post or maybe sure. you're a kid and you don't want your parents and, <laughs> but you don't want to unfollow them or you don't want them to think that they've been unfollowed you know what if like your boss is following you and, and hopefully he's not very instagram savvy which we can't say that about our boss anymore because he is instagram savvy he's at but, comic-con you know, right now doing stories of where he's at at comic-con and check him out over it there uh right. let's do a quick plug instagram.com slash stelzner go follow Mike on instagram there you go yeah he got such a great name that's awesome (laughs) i know right so yeah Yeah. so So this is this is interesting i mean again it's testing but the thing is is that here's the thing if you remove a follower and they don't know they've been removed because again instagram said they aren't notifying the people that this is happening the thing Mm -hmm. is is that after a while if i suddenly remember hey I was following them. I've not seen their stuff in a while. And they look you up in search. I'm like, oh, okay. I see them. follow. They might follow you again, at which point you'll see right. they followed you and be like, all right, I got to unfo- make you unfollow me again, at which point they may. So it's like, it's it's still not perfect. But again, this is this is how social works sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with this, uh, with this update. I don't see a huge case for using it, but, right. you know, it, it, it might be. And it is a nice alternative to blocking somebody. 
It is. It, it's nice. Or to, going private. Going private. Yes. And that I think is the key here is, is it, it is, like you just said, a great alternative to either going private on Instagram or banning people outright, which are sometimes not, you know, really appealing options in this case. So that's one thing they're testing, though. There's a bunch more that they're testing. So this next one is pretty cool. Instagram in. And by the way, um Kudos and shout out to Matt Navarra, who found this and posted this. So Instagram is testing the reactions emoji for stories. And in his screenshot of this that he shared out on Twitter, it essentially when you're on an Instagram story and you're watching somebody else's story, the way that I can describe that this looks like is that usually there's the write a message or a comment bubble at the very bottom of the story that you can reply to somebody with. And now to the left of that, there's a smiley face. And if you press and hold that, I assume I'm I'm making an assumption, but if you press and hold that, then a spectrum, much like on Facebook of hand clapping or crying, uh, happy crying, the the tears of laughter, tears of joy, whatever, um, a Smiley face with uh, love uh, hearts in their eyes, the surprised face, a, a single tear crying one, and then a fire uh, emoji. Those all show up in kind of a fanning motion across the bottom. And then you can choose one to then react to that story with that emoji. Um, one of the cool things, though, and we've kind of seen this already show up, but in a slightly altered uh, visual appearance is uh Facebook rolled this out for Facebook stories last month. It looks a little different there where to the right of the comment to someone section, there is uh, you slide it to the right. You tap, you know, press and slide and mm-hmm. they're all there instead. And and some of these are the same. Some of them are different in terms of the emojis that are offered. But it's pretty interesting. Uh, you know, for me, I like this, but I would still rather get more of a meaty uh, conversational, actually a sentence yeah. instead of just an emoji reaction to my stories. Um, because then you can have a conversation since, you know, right. reacting to a story, not reacting to a story, responding to a story. This is, this is reacting to a story, an instant reaction mm-hmm. with an emoji. Responding to a story is actually giving a comment and then that showing up in my DMs or your brand's DMs and being able to then respond, you know, in, in a, you know, I, anyway, so. I, I like this, but I'd rather see, you know, different, maybe um, almost pre-canned or pre-populated like uh, response, text response is. So if Instagram, right. if you're listening, here's an idea. Do that. So, yeah. <laughs> well, now this would be helpful if there is, you know, any sort of analytics involved with it. So mm. you can see, OK, well, this number of people loved it. This many people you know, we're sad or, or that's shocked true. or whatever. So if there were analytics involved, that would be helpful. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and again, having that quicker, easier way to just send a reaction instead of a response mm-hmm. to a story will increase the amount of um, engagement with stories. Yeah, I just fear that it's low hanging fruit engagement instead of true conversational engagement. But I welcome it. I'm not opposed to it. If it starts, if it starts a a dialogue in terms of Instagram DMs, hey, as a brand, 
we can still take your hand clap and shoot a question back to you or even record a video message to you or a story message back to you. You've opened the gateway for that. So, yeah, there you go. Ooh, uh, the next one is interesting. This one actually is a yeah. long time coming, and I really like this because a lot of people don't mm-hmm. know this. But up till this point, and even actually still now, um, you can only have one phone number associated with one um, Instagram account. You can't have a phone number associated with multiple Instagram accounts. This new thing that's rolling out, however, is Instagram is is upgrading the two-factor authentication so that they are not going to just have SMS delivery or a text delivery of a password reset or login codes. What they're going to do instead is have two-factor authentication systems in place that would then allow you to use security apps like Google Authenticator or Duo instead. And Instagram has confirmed this and they are building a non-SMS two-factor authentication system. So this is great. This means that I, you know, you won't have to have, you know, like, so for example, with, with Social Media Examiner, uh, we've got three different people that have access to our Instagram account, uh, Michael Stelzner, Jeff C and myself, but we can't all three of us. We, one person has to be the point person and have their phone number in there. Mm-hmm. And it's me. But then I can't then also have security on my personal account. Don't hack me. And so <laughs> you won't guess it. Trust me. Anyways, uh, because it's a super, super, super long. Anyways. So this, however, means that we've, we're moving into a more secure area with this. So I can't wait for this to roll out. They haven't stated how soon it's coming out, but it's, you know, they're, they're doing it now. And, and I, and what they're doing it for is honestly people hacking SIM cards that have the phone number on it. And so people have been able to hack it and get past that phone number um, hurdle. So I think this is great. I, I, I love this. In fact. Well, would this make it possible for, like a couple of times a year is when it's time to change our information on our various accounts. And I can't get in there. I have to say, hey, Jeff, I need you to do this, this, and this. It, would this make it where multiple people on the account, multiple people can have access to the account while still keeping two-factor authorization present? Yeah, eff- effectively, we could have more people on there now. I mean, we all we always could, but... It was always the fact that there was still that one person that was that point person who always was going to be the one who had the codes, et cetera. This is a way that you could have maybe more people in a team be able to manage an account and maintain two-factor security when it comes to Instagram accounts. Because again, you know, we Mike even did a podcast about this with Shalene Johnson a while ago. If you want, go look that up and the important to find out the importance of this. I mean, she got hacked and Right. Since that point, we we this was I'm guessing about three years ago now. Since that point, we had to step it up. So, I mean, you can find that podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, just search Shalene Johnson on the social media yeah. examiner dot com site. You'll find it. And so, yeah, this is this is great. This is and actually, in fact, this isn't really necessarily a, a testing. This is something that is coming out. We just don't mm-hmm. have a date yet as to how soon, but it is coming soon. So, right. yeah, it's working on it. So it's not just it's not just testing. They are literally working on it. Hopefully it comes out soon. 
So that's the Instagram yeah. news. That's the Instagram news. So LinkedIn and Instagram, some some good updates there. Let's move on into, and I know you're kind of psyched about this one, Facebook's yeah. uh, ad manager app adding new creative tools inside it. Right. So Facebook has rolled out a new suite of creative tools, a whole suite of them, five, in fact, for ads manager app and making it a lot easier to create ads right from your, your mobile device. And so what these different tools do, there's um, a text overlay and text policy checker, which is really, really, really cool. So basically you can, you take your image, you upload it to the ads manager, and then you can add text over on top of that image and you can choose your font and where you want it to be and what color you want it to be. But Facebook will automatically tell you, Hey, you know, you might, you need to check your text or, Hey, this is Mm -hmm. too much text. When I was playing around with it, it didn't tell me this is too much text. It said, you might want to go text check your text. So um, I'm not really sure. It would be a lot better, more functional if it would tell you you have too much or or suggest ways to minimize your font. But whatever, it's still a step in the right direction. And so you can also crop images directly from the app. Um, You can add shapes, stickers, and logos to your images. So say you want to use one of their stock images, but jazz it up a bit. You can do that and add your logo or just um, like sale now or save 50%, whatever you want to do on your image to give it a little oomph. Uh, There's color filters for your for your images. So like in the example here, they show a bunch of vegetables. So maybe they're going to brighten them up so they look fresher. I don't know. But last but not least is the one I think is absolutely the coolest and that's add templates. So now they give you actual professionally designed templates to use for your ads, kind of like Canva. Mm. Like um, it's like having a Canva template right there in the ads manager. So these are, you know, five different tools to help you create ads directly from your phone. I'll be honest, I still am going to go on desktop to create ads. But if I, in an emergency, had to create one on the fly, these tools are great. And they're a nice addition, especially for people that don't have the luxury of maybe having desktop to create ads from like in other countries. So I I assume you could start one here and that would, you know, get, ooh, I've got an idea for an ad. Let me like start it here and then save it as a, Mm -hmm. you know, save it as a draft and then go into desktop and then work with it a little bit more. Right. Like that would probably be, you know, I don't know if you can do that, but that is a fantastic idea. And I would, I would think like, cause what I would like to do is like start one with one of their templates and then go in and modify it. So hopefully that's true. I, I haven't played with it enough to know if there is a save draft feature, but, um, that would be fantastic. So let's hope that there is very cool. Uh, so speaking of other Facebook um, branded and, uh, you know, sponsored type posts, uh, again, shout out to Matt Navarra. He tweeted out um, the these uh, bleh, this link to an image and they it, it basically showcases that Facebook is testing and about this partnership feature for sponsored posts and and inside of it essentially um you know how uh recently facebook added this ability where it says um about this uh publisher it was kind of like a little Mm -hmm. white bubble thing that would show up on just generic posts as you were in your newsfeed it now has a you know with this test it says about this partnership and so what you would do is you would uh tap on that little bubble and then it brings up 
um, the relationship and it says, you know, Capital One uh, paid so and so about this post for it to happen, et cetera, et cetera. It discloses, in other words. So you can click that bubble and it then brings up the disclosure agreement that then uh, shows what the relationship between those brands was. Yeah. So I think this is this- interesting. Yeah, it's almost like having them say sponsored. You you really get a get an idea of what's going on behind the scenes. So yeah. that's they're definitely going overboard on full disclosure, disclosure well, or transparency or both. Transparency, yeah, attempted both, transparency. Both. Yes. Yep. So um, now Facebook has ruled out ruled out. <laughs> no, they haven't <laughs> ruled it out. They've rolled out. Um, they've rolled out now the ability to sync your Instagram contacts with your Facebook Messenger contacts. Hmm. So basically in Messenger, you can, the, the picture here shows it in Messenger, there's a little, if you go to the people section, you click on people, it'll say, do you want to connect to Instagram? And you click the little button and then it just says, okay. So when I did it, when I did it and I was like, okay, what I won't do for social media examiner, I'm going to try this. So I did it and it just said, okay. And I don't really know what okay means. Like, okay, thanks for saying we can do it or okay. They've all been synced. I don't know what okay means. So or they maybe we, need to okay. We acknowledge that you want to connect those things. We're not going to yeah. do it, but we're going to acknowledge Neither you want neither. to. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. So, um, and I will I will be really honest. I don't know why I did that other than I wanted to try it out. I always try sure. out our features if I can. But uh, like if it was just me in normal everyday life, I don't think that I would connect my Instagram people to Messenger because I would just message them on Instagram. Sure. But, yeah. You know, hey, know. this is one more option for um, combining everyone across the social graph. Yes. Very cool. And and by the way, I want to make sure we mentioned that this was first reported or spotted by Jane uh, Manchun Wong and TechCrunch was showing that image. So, yeah. Uh, next up, YouTube feature searchable hashtags above video titles. So I just yeah. officially want to announce uh, the hashtag jacking on YouTube. Uh, let it begin. I mean, that's what happens, you know, like, for example, I can already tell you right now that like we could use the hashtag uh, social media examiner or the journey, et cetera, on our videos coming up uh, later in a few months on YouTube. And people then will start to do the same thing because they want to show up when people tap on those. And so, you know, the the truth here is, is though, is that uh, essentially YouTube has started displaying the first three hashtags within a video's description above the title and at the bottom of the video. And so courtesy of Android police, they are reporting that these hashtags are clickable. And when you click them, it brings up a results page with other videos tagged with that same hashtag. Hence why I say let the hashtag jacking begin, because that's naturally what people do. That's just uh, let me let me put it this way. That's naturally what poor marketers do. Sorry, but I'm just going to call them out because that is the truth is, you know, you know, a hashtag is is popular. I say this every year at Social Media Marketing World, whenever it's, you know, SMMW 18 and and the next one coming up is 19. You know, a hashtag is popular or starting to trend when all the spammers come out. That's that's my quote. Throw that out there. Tweet that. And uh, so but I don't think this is a bad thing. I think this is actually if properly used, you know, with great hashtags comes great responsibility. But uh 
this is a good thing, I think, because it means yeah. that grouping of metadata intentionally together with the creator of the content having some of a say in that, especially when it comes to what, you know, what three hashtags show up. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing when it when it comes to dealing with algorithms. So there you go. Well, and discoverability. Yes. that I mean, that's that's my point. Yeah. So, well, I was just putting it in English, Eric. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah go ahead. Go ahead and translate for me. There you go. Translated. <laughs> no, but what I mean is like if I wanted to say, say like um, Luria Petrucci, I wanted to find everything that she's been in. I could, and she could hashtag those with, you know, hashtag Gloria Petrucci. Then it's not just her videos that she's uploaded. I'd be able to easily find everything that she's true. in. True. And so, um, yeah. which could become a hot mess pretty quickly. So we'll see how it, how this works out. But just to mention, this is on mobile only right now. It's on Android only and probably possibly only in the U S um, doesn't appear to be available in iOS, but that, could and hopefully will change yes so not fully rolled out still kind of testing but they are seeing it i mean it's literally showing up so on other mobile news so snapchat has launched a news partnership initiative so what this means is essentially snapchat is partnering with four news discovery platforms to give journalists access to better tools that will help them uncover snap pictures and videos during breaking news so if breaking news is out there they will then have the ability to search and see in you know in an undisclosed kind of a way how they're seeing stuff that is related you know basically oh here's all you know in other words people are out there tweeting about the news and you can see that because it's public snapchat's a little bit more siloed this is going to allow those through you know the snap map and the snapchat geolocation services to be able to see uh the inclusion of that data and be able to potentially reach out and i, I you know ideally reach out and uh, confirm the being able to use that stuff instead of just taking it and running with it as we've seen people get dinged for. So, well, do you think that this is going to cause people to go to Snapchat for their news first? Because I go to Twitter, that's where I go if, if I even you know sniff anything happening. Yeah, I, run I to mean Twitter. that's a great question, but I think I think it's more of a play to be more well rounded when it comes to those news. Um, uh, sources to be able to say, hey, there are people that Snapchat's their primary and they are snapping about the news as it's happening. We'd love to be able to get access to that based on the geolocation features of Snapchat. So that's not to say people are going to go to Snapchat for news, but it's more about being able to reach out to those people who are primarily using Snapchat and they are in a sense, observing that news as it's happening. They're, they're almost like eyewitnesses. So being able to Got it. pull that stuff in, that's, yeah, so. Nice. Well, thanks. Yep. So our last little a bit of news here is Twitter. And uh, so if you're one of those people that really want one of the little blue check marks on Twitter, um, forget about it because they've put verification, that verification fix on hold again. So 
Last November, Twitter paused all general account verifications because they wanted to address confusion around what it means to be verified. And then they came out and they said, well, you know, you'll be able to upload documentation to prove that you are you. So the verification tab was going to be the blue check mark was going to be more about proving you're a real person than you're you know, somebody special in the Twitterverse. Well, this week, Twitter has announced that it's pausing all of that work to overhaul the verification process because elections are coming up and they decided that this is just not their priority, that making sure that there's integrity of information, integrity of information surrounding the um elections is more important than getting the verification thing fixed. So they're not taking it off the table. They're just saying, hey, it's not a priority right now. We're doing this other stuff first. So um, just keep waiting. Yeah. So don't hold your breath. However far they got with it, it doesn't matter because they're not going to they're they're hitting pause and they'll be back on it later, apparently. So. Right. Which is sad, but. Well, we'll get it eventually. Uh, they, they're not saying they're not. Yeah, they're not saying they're not going to do it. I do too, right. but not to say like I'm a celebrity, but mostly just to say, hey, I am me. Like this is a real person. I'm not not a bot. Hashtag not a bot. There you go. Not so a bot. there you go. Uh, and and also there you go. That this is the news for the week. Yay. Thank you for joining us live or listening later. As usual, you will be able to find the details, links, and notes on everything discussed in today's episode in our social media marketing talk show recap. It publishes Saturdays on Social Media Examiner. So just head on over there on Saturday at socialmediaexaminer.com. Special thanks to Jeff C. for handling the simulcasts and Grace Duffy, our show producer. Thank you, Kim, for being a great co-host. And... We would love for you to join us for a live recording of this show. You can get it on your calendar at socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. Or if you'd prefer to listen later, you can find the audio of this show on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. New episodes publishing every Monday. Just search for Social Media Marketing Talk Show. Our next show will be on Friday, July. I almost said June. Friday, July 27th at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And we hope to see you there. Thanks. Have again, a great weekend. And have a great weekend. Bye. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.